lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you're listening to Sex Stories, a podcast of anecdotal research where we share stories about sex in an effort to improve sex lives around the world. And my guest today is Raquel Naomi. Welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. (laughs) And also, this is our first episode where we are actually recording video as we are recording here. So we're just going to like take a minute to wave to you guys. But then we're mostly going to look at each other. Yeah. Because otherwise our sound sound will sound like this. And that'd be dumb. (laughs) Hi. Do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, guys. Should I look at them? No, just look at me. So I'm Raquel Naomi. I am a life coach that specializes in spiritual coaching. And I'm here on this podcast to talk about our favorite subject, which is sex. And I'm so excited. (laughs) And would you just tell everybody about your early introductions to sex? Like, you sound like a very sex positive person. 100%. So I started having sex when I was 15, 16. I want to say 15 because that's when I had my first boyfriend. And I was lucky enough to be raised in a household where my mom was very sex positive. My dad, not so much. When he found out I was having sex, he legit told me, like, don't do that anymore. And I was like, you can't stop me from having sex. I'm going to have sex if I want to. How did he find out that you were having sex? Oh and God. what was that conversation the like? Sorry that... Uh, So my sister was the one that told him that I was having sex. Is your sister older or younger? Older than me. She told him, (laughs) yes. So he got mad when he found out because it was my first boyfriend. I was like 16 at the time probably when he found out. I was with my boyfriend for about a year by then. And I'm sorry, but if you don't know your kid's having sex by then, like – I mean, I, I mean, parents I don't want to think about it, I right? I wasn't, but I just didn't have the opportunity. So, like, yeah, okay. I guess I was doing something. But when you have a boyfriend, like a serious yeah. boyfriend that you've been with for, like, a year. Yeah. Always with each other when you can. I mean, I would put two and two together and be like, maybe they're having sex. Yeah. But as a father, you don't want to think about it. Totally understand. So he told me when he found out, like, you shouldn't be doing that anymore. And I was like, I'm sorry, you can't stop me. I'm going to be smart about it, though, Dad. Don't worry. I won't get pregnant. But... <laughs> I'm going to keep having sex. Oh, so, my gosh. <laughs> my mom was really positive when it came to sex with me. Like, she told me, like, she wanted me to be smart about it, talk to her if I needed anything, get tested. She was, like, all about that. How so, old were you when she had that conversation? Was it, like, after you started having sex or was it before? I don't even know. It's kind of it's kind of organic the way we start talking about it. I want to say we start talking about it more after I had my first boyfriend, for sure. And then she told me if I wanted to get on birth control, then she could get me on birth control. Oh, nice. Um, but I actually started getting on birth control because I was having really hard periods. And then mm. I just so happened to have a boyfriend at the same time too. And it just happened to work out. So, so were you guys having unprotected sex? Yes. I guess that. I guess that's yes. if you're birth control <laughs> and a boyfriend, then that's, that's golden. Yes. Yeah, so we were having unprotected sex. And I know you talk a lot about condoms on this sex, uh, condoms on this podcast too. Only because I think people don't talk about them enough. Yes. Like, and I agree. Like we really should be using it. But as for me, like I personally hate condoms. Like I hate the way Oh, I do feel. too. I hate the taste when you're giving a blowjob yes. afterwards. I've never given a blowjob with a condom. I've never on. done it over a condom, but like I've given blowjobs like in between rounds of sex. Like, oh. po- and like that like, probably tastes like latex. It does. Doesn't it tastes it? like latex. And it I don't like, uh, like it's balloon. not my favorite flavor. Yeah. <laughs> What is that? I've never, I, w- I would be curious to try like a flavored condom, but I just feel like 
have you ever licked a flavored condom and like tried it? Like I no. put it on my finger Never and I have. like licked it and I was like, it still tastes like a strawberry balloon. And I don't know if I'm exactly a fan about that. Yeah, no but I am about condoms. Like people should definitely use condoms. But for yeah. me, like I didn't use a condom when I was, I, I mean, I used it with my boyfriend maybe the first few times that we had sex. But once I got on, once I was on the pill consistently, I was like, Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're done using it. Right. Are, yeah. are your parents pretty liberal overall, or how would you yeah, describe them? Yeah, they're pretty liberal overall. I mean, Hawaii in general is like a pretty liberal state. So I was lucky enough to grow up in a house where they had very liberal, opening, accepting views. So, did nice. you get any like insight from your sister ahead of time since she was older, or what? Yes. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because. Shortly after we came back home from a trip in Arizona, I want to say that's where they were stationed at the time because her husband's in the military. We started talking about sex because this was like my first real boyfriend. She's like, have you had sex yet? And I'm like, no, but I'm thinking about it. So she was just telling me, she's like, we'll be smart about it if you do. But I mean, you should. It's fun. Like she was the one that was telling me like, it's so great. It's so fun. Like you should do it. So, I mean, shortly after I came back home from that trip, I was like, let's have sex. <laughs> but, like, prior to us, like, prior to that trip, like, we were making out, like, you know, you know how it is when you're young. Like, we were doing everything but sex, basically. Yeah. Except for head, because I only, believe it or not, only recently enjoyed giving head, like, recently with my Ooh. fiance. He was, like, the first po person, poison, person <laughs> that I actually enjoyed giving head to, because prior to that, I just... I don't really like it. Will you talk about that a little more? Like yes. what? Why? And what changed? How? What shifted? Why? Okay. I think what changed, to be honest, is that my fiance is very vocal when I give him head. Oh. So like he, I can tell that he enjoys it and he likes it. Will you give us a demonstration <laughs> of like some of the sounds he makes? He'll be like, I'll be like, yeah, babe, right there. Or just like, mm. that's just how I like it. Or he's like, suck daddy's dick. We I love like, that. I Ooh. think, okay, it sounds, I'm sorry, mom, if you're listening to this. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, she's liberal. Hey, it's fine. Don't tell dad, please. <laughs> it's so funny because like, I know some girls are like really like calling guys daddy, but yeah. I've never been one to like honestly say that yeah, yeah. up until my fiance mm. he's changed so much for me but in the best most positive way possible only because for me like I feel like the term daddy is like someone that takes care of you yeah. and like protect you and like at the same time like take care of you and not just like financial ways or yeah. like the way a dad should but like emotional needs sexual needs mental needs like it's all encompassing spiritual needs so, so that's why I was like yeah I'm gonna call you daddy so that's yeah. why he's like yeah suck daddy's dick just how you like it I'm like okay that. yeah let's do it did you guys talk about choosing that name together like because it, cause it, it just happened oh really when we were fucking one day and I was just like yeah daddy right there he's like yeah that's <laughs> daddy, so great like that. wait so do you guys <laughs> do any other like kinky stuff because that's my my experience with daddies is they tend to be kind of BDSM adjacent or right? some, there's some I feel like DS I was going to ask you there. about that. That yeah. term is like pretty much used in the BDSM community, right? Um, Yeah, it is. And I would say that it's, I mean, just I've been with one daddy and then <laughs> been like chatting is with another one. No. So that, so it's a different term. Oh, and my master doesn't. He, in his own words, I think, like I'm not quoting him directly, but he's said something to the effect of like, I don't get the daddy thing. Now, the daddies I've talked to have their different understandings yeah. of, of being a daddy. So yeah. I'm curious to all you daddies out there. I would love to hear uh, your own personal turn on with the word daddy. But it, 
But with the daddy that I experienced personally, he did have a caretake equality. And I was with him and his partner, who was his baby girl. And uh, and they were so sweet. And just there was this kind of uh, gentle masculinity. And I say gentle with a big asterisk because then there was a lot of beating, like a lot of like very hard beating. Yeah, it's very consensual. She loved it. (laughs) She's she's like a super duper masochist because I... I would say like I'm a medium light masochist. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm a true masochist. I don't know if this is a term, but I would say I don't want to experience only pain. Yeah. Like I won't have orgasms from beatings. Yeah. I know someone who said they do. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure Which that's is cool. wild. And I'm just like, that's wild. But do you I watch like, bonding? You, that, like, I what you just, just told me. I just watched like, the first episode so far. There's literally people that get turned on. Yeah. From I know that's a thing. I, have, I had a problem with the pilot, to be honest. Really? And I know that it's based on his actual experience. But I just found it really like sex negative and over oh, the top. Because no. I hated the way. I thought it was really weird and unconsensual in the pilot. The way the Dom is just like basically talking to her friend like he's stupid for not knowing this world and she's just like and and it's this like and I don't like that stereotype of doms because I don't find it accurate like with the female with the femme doms yeah I did I played a dom I've met some female doms in person the male doms that I've talked to in person like I don't think it's particularly ethical to force someone into basically being a part of the scene when that's not part of your agreement So the fact that that was in the pilot, I had a big problem with. And I'm sure the show goes other places. And I know yeah. that real life isn't perfect. But I actually feel like because we're relatively fresh into showing actual BDSM relationships on mm-hmm. screen, like I just really want them to be portrayed in a, authentic, yeah, and, authentic and 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 not this like car- to me, it felt cartoonish. Mm-hmm. And again, I understand that it was like a low budget digital series that got picked up by Netflix and that's why they're (laughs) short episodes. And I also understand what it is to produce things at a low budget level. And like, I truly do applaud humans for making things because it's so much work. Yeah. Uh, I burned myself out producing. So, and directing and you know, so, and so I have huge respect and I'm just like, Oh, okay. We're getting closer. That's not quite what I want to see. Yeah. But you know, and even just like the cartoonish, I don't know. I just was like, (laughs) like the guy at the end of the first episode when he comes out like he when he like wants the anyway i'm i'm not articulate <laughs> but dominatrix dominatrix so yeah with daddies and doms there's kind of just this different quality but i've actually never experienced a person who's like stumbled upon daddy but i imagine there are more out there oh a hundred percent i feel like because i talk to my friends too and they're like oh yeah you call him daddy I call him daddy too. Yeah, they like it. I think it's like a caretaker thing. And plus, like, I told you my fiance's a cancer rising. Yeah. So maybe somewhere in there he's like, yeah, I can deliver. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like all about it. I'm like, Ultimate yeah, Ultimate security. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will take care of you. Exactly. I'm What's about his, it 100%. Do you know what his Mars is in? Yes, it's in Sagittarius. Oh, okay. His Mars what, is in Sagittarius you know and mine is in Capricorn. Okay, yeah. I have Mars in Cancer in the seventh house. So I'm like, Ooh. I will fight to take care of you. I love that. That's so <laughs> yeah. sweet. I can't remember what house it's in, but I know it's in Sag and it goes really well with my Mars in That's Cap. awesome. I feel like it's a very um, sexual, like raw, animalistic yeah. kind of like sex yeah. that we have. It's because of fire, Sag, fire. Because of Capricorn. Yeah. Well, Capricorn yeah. is Earth. So well, the, but, like, but Mars in Sag is Yes, is very fire, fire. fire. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Ugh, I love that. Okay, so let's get into some sex specifics. Cool. Uh, 
Where did we get to with blowjobs? Where did we, did we, I don't think oh, we completed that story. Okay, so blowjobs, yeah. Because we were talking about the way that, like, his vocals and how he gets vocal with it. Yeah, I think that's honestly what had me, what got me turned on was having him being so vocal. So I knew he enjoyed it. Because, mm-hmm. of course, like, all guys enjoy blowjobs. That's yeah. a given. Like, you have a female whose mouth is on your dick. That feels great. But I loved the way he was, like, encouraging about it. And it, to hear him really enjoy it turns me on, too. Totally. Like, I get what just with me giving him head. Like, he doesn't have to be doing anything to me, but I'm like, yes. I like, love you that. love that? Yes. Tell me more. Sometimes <laughs> I like to, like, how do I describe this? Like, if I am basically straddling their, like, lower ankle or Ooh. calf, like, then I can, like, yes. grind on them as I'm giving them head. Ooh. That's a thing that I love to do. I love that, too. Um, and it creates a wet spot on their leg, which is fine. It's fine. I'm sure they don't it's mind great. at all. No, they don't mind. They don't mind. <laughs> um, also, I do just want to say that one person I've talked to on this podcast, a dude, Raj, who's one of our earlier episodes, says that he doesn't love blowjobs. Oh. Oh, see, so not every guy likes. Not every guy loves them. So that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's and why is that? Why did, did he tell you why he didn't like? He it? said, if I'm remembering correctly, and I'm not quoting him verbatim because it's been a minute since I listened to it, but he said he would rather be kissing the person mm, and sweet. yeah, and that he felt like far away from them. And he also was it blowjobs. He said something about being ticklish. Like sometimes he can feel ticklish. So it, there oh, also was like a sensory experience. Yeah, and he also. I don't want to put words in his mouth. He said something. I think he said something that was like, maybe I just haven't gotten a good one. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, maybe he hasn't gotten a good one. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I can't. uh, Yeah. And if if you guys, if you go back and listen to that episode and I'm wrong, uh, feel free to correct me. (laughs) uh, My memory's not the greatest. So do you think any part of your blowjob change of mind and or heart had to do with emotional feelings? Like, is any part of it like, oh, now there's this person that I'm engaged to or I guess. Well, I mean, it started before we were yeah, engaged. Yeah, I was to say, yeah. <laughs> but like, I think like what really turned me on to is like we would, I would give him head and like in the car while he was driving and like that excitement <gasps> turned him on. So it turned me on. Wait, wait, wait. You've never done that before? I Roadhead? have. No, I have. Okay, uh, okay. That, was like, that was like the second time I ever had sex. Oh. I, like, like on the drive back from the beach because we were like fucking on the beach because I was 19 and I was like, that'll be a fun idea. And then exactly. I got, but then I got sand burned because we didn't say, have you a towel. I probably got sand all up in your ass and everything. Totally. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> totally. But yeah, but but I would like to hear the story behind like the first roadhead and like where you, he, so he was driving, driving? Yeah, he was driving, driving. He was taking me out. I totally remember this. So cute. He was taking me out to like one of our, I don't know, it's like our third or fourth date, I would say, because we were nice. friends for a while, okay. but we were going to a restaurant called Reunions, and so we were driving, and I was like, I want to give you a head, baby. He's like, hell yeah. He like pulls down his jeans, I bend over, I give him head, and then he comes in my mouth, and that was the first time I actually allowed a guy to come in my mouth, too. Oh. I didn't, I was all about spitting it prior to, yeah, I was all about like spitting it prior to my fiance, but. I guess I could say Garrick. He's all over my page. People know about him. It's fine. But yeah, so he was the only guy that I like giving head to and swallowing it. So yeah, I and enjoy it. to this day? To this day, I love giving Great. head. It's enjoyable. And like, I like that he's enjoyable. It honestly turns me on because of how turned on he is for it. Yeah. So it turns me on. Just I just love it. I have a question. Yes. This is, I've never done this. Has he ever given you road head? Because I feel no. like, I feel like logistically feel like it's, it's tricky because it's, it's just harder to yeah, access. I'm like thinking about it. And also if you're driving, I feel like the only way would be if you're like 
on a very safe cruise control, maybe 100%. like a car with built-in eyesight. Like and a like, Tesla where you yeah, can like a like Tesla. put it on auto road. Like a, yeah, like, no. like, a, like a, I don't know how roomy your Tesla's in the front. Not like, roomy. Well, we I don't know. Yeah. Not that roomy. Like, <laughs> not too roomy, but I mean, I guess it could work. Yeah. I'd be down to experiment that with him. Well, I'm like, just saying, I'm just throwing out ideas. I'll probably bring and that to him. And has anyone out there ever <laughs> given Roadhead? Will like you tell us about it? Amazing. <laughs> Okay. Um, so where do we want to go from here? Do you want to, okay, let's get into some body specifics on your part sure. and then maybe into like specific stories. Okay. So first of all, your body, tell me about her. I love my body. Like what am I turned on about or like start out by yes. Like, yes, I love turn ons and turn offs. If there's anything specific about her, like where she's super sensitive or how she changes day to day or like what you've discovered on your lifetime evolution journey with her. Well, I feel like I've come to love my body more the older I got Mm. because when I was younger, of course, in high school, you always think, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of girls that go through like a body conscious phase and I've always had a pretty positive outlook on my body but there's times when I'd be like oh I'm too fat for this I'm too Mm. fat for that and of course with my wedding coming up I'm trying to get her more toned and to get more in shape but it's not like I don't have any like negative aspect towards my body in any way um I think my favorite aspect about my body is my boobs (laughs) she does have great boobs I've I've taken some naked pictures of her already and they are fantastic (laughs) I've been blessed with really big boobs for my size which I'm all about um, and I think I feel sexiest too because I like to sleep naked is when I like oh, I first yes. wake up in the morning and like the light shining in and we have like a, we have like a mirror, a wall mirror, or it's like a closet mirror actually. Mm-hmm. So I like waking up and rolling out of bed and being like, oh, look at that. Hello, goddess. That's amazing. <laughs> I Wait. mean, I turned myself on. Is that a Leo moon thing? I don't know. <laughs> Scorpio rising. I don't know. If it's a Leo moon thing, I hope it's just something that you can share with everybody. And like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it needs to be only Leo moon. Because I feel like that's a good piece to share. Right? Like turning yourself on. Yeah. Like if it's the morning, look at yourself and be like, hey, gorgeous. What are you doing So this mirror in your bedroom. It's a closet mirror. It's a closet mirror. Closet mirror. And you can see yourself from the bed. Yeah. That's why I love watching while we're having sex. It's like our own porno. Like a hundred percent. It's so sexy. Yeah. Especially like seeing him behind and just like. I love that. And his arms. I'm just like, yes, baby. That is amazing. (laughs) I used to have a mirror by my bed, but I've reconfigured. Now it's here. You have to put it in your bed. Somewhere. I don't have space now. Like I now I have a he closet the, and windows and the ceiling. Put it on the ceiling, huh? It would just be kind of high. Well, I mean, it would just take a lot of like <laughs> drilling, and then when my parents come to visit, it would be very like, obvious. Hey, I'd be like, it just uh, it's a, a spiritual practice, <laughs> not a lot. I know you do a sex podcast. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> They'd probably figure it out. <laughs> Oh my god, that's true. So I have not explicitly thought of that. Well, you could do whatever you want right. with your parents. No, like, come on. <laughs> Own it, baby. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I love that. Oh, yeah. Mirrors. That's 100%. Great. Yeah, I'm all have about Have you guys mirrors. made any of your own pornos? We recorded it, I think, once and we watched it, but yeah. we... We haven't done anything part of that. I Actually, love them. I love right? homemade pornos. I love. I, I love watching myself get fucked. I'd be down to like <laughs> honestly record and watch it just because I get so turned on watching us in the mirror. Yeah. But the first time that we actually ever had sex, we kind of had like a little bit of an audience, which honestly I didn't mind. Because- Please explain that. 
a, kind of had a little bit of an audience, like kinda on a purpose. Bit of the like audience. you knew it was happening, and or was sorry, it like mom a- again? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first time that we ever had sex was um, as after my twenty third birthday. Um, we went to like a club in Hollywood, and we came back to my friend's house because that's where like where we started. So the party bus dropped us off. We were like pretty tipsy and drunk, but I've been wanting to have sex with Garrick for like I said Garrick again. It doesn't matter. He already started on my Instagram. Anyways, I wanted to have sex <laughs> with Garrick for like the longest time. And this was like literally our first and ever time that we've ever done it. So we get back to the room and my best friend's like, oh, you can have my room. It's fine. We're going to probably after party somewhere. So we go into her room and of course, like we start going at it. Like the second, like the door closes, we're at it. Clothes are on the floor. He's on top of me. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like really loud in the bedroom too. So awesome. like, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. Were you always loud? Yes. I've always been loud. Amazing. Always been. We can talk about that after. So anyway. Yep. I've got a pin in it in my brain. <laughs> so we start going at it. And the next thing you know, like Alicia comes knocking on the door and she's like, hey, you know, we can all see you out here. Like the the, the blinds aren't closed. And I was like, oops, sorry. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, whatever. They have a show. Like, That's great. <laughs> I, I, l- I love that because I am really shy and like I wouldn't mind actually if I knew people were watching me have sex and they were okay with it yeah. but I have so much fear. Like when I think about going out into the world to take naked pictures I'm like, okay, I'll just like go deep into Joshua Tree or something but I'm always like, but what if a family with little kids walks by? I would feel so bad. Yeah. You know, and so I always just want to make sure that I'm not like forcing my yeah. nudity, sexuality my sexuality nudity on anyone. anyone. And that yeah. makes total sense. But I mean, like our friends are like, they don't yeah, care. Yeah, they're they're just like, whatever. And I totally respect you like not going out there and like forcing your sexuality and nudity on everyone. Like I want to be you, open. I just yeah. want to make sure it's okay with whoever might accidentally exactly. stumble upon me. Well, and there's no kids, like sometimes yeah. you just don't know. I mean, yeah. like I was giving Garrick a blowjob one time in our pool in our backyard and I'm Pretty sure. I'm so sorry. Our neighbors, our neighbor's daughter saw it. Oops. Like, yeah, that was a big oopsie. But like, we didn't think anyone was watching. But, yeah. And you, you know, we felt bad about it. Yeah. Too, I mean, some on some level, you can't control the whole rest of the world's actions. Yeah, exactly. But it's like ugh, this is in the privacy of our yard. I guess as long as there's due it. diligence, like it's like yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was fun. Okay. <laughs> so talk about this uh, this vocal quality that you have. Oh, I've always been loud, and I like it's I've amazing. had to work. I've had to work at like tempering it because like I think back on younger Raquel's like God, you're so extra. Like, <laughs> what are you judging your little sexual self well, right now? Well, more so when I was in college because mm-hmm. like we lived in a dorm and I would be like really loud on like on our dorm floor and like people would be like, "We heard you." Was and, it like, like they were like offended? About is there it. something performative about it for you, little Leo Moon? I or feel is like it- yes. <laughs> I feel like to an extent it was more of like a performative thing than act than it being actually really really good mm. do you know what i mean yeah because, because i think i had the opposite like really? i i mean i just because i pisces moon over here <laughs> <laughs> was totally silent yeah. at first like to- like absolutely silent yeah. and i just on the last podcast i just recorded i shared that i would masturbate underneath a giant down um comforter uh-huh. like just like like this like now that we've got a camera like this is how i would do it like like <laughs> lips over everything but I would do it like in the living room while my family was like watching TV together. But I would wow. do it, but I would do it like silently and I would make the covers in a way so there was like an air pocket so there was yeah. no like wiggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would just be totally silent. Wow, that's so crazy. that was like a lot of my early masturbation. I hope my family never listens to this. Like I, d- I really don't think they do because they're not like they're they're just like, good job, whatever yeah, you're doing, yeah, you know, but they're not awesome. like they don't want to. I hope yeah. they don't listen to this. 
Because it's just, I don't know why that's mortifying, but it is for me. I mean, I get that though, because they were like in the room. They're in the room and it's just like, yeah. But I feel like it's normal. I mean, guys stick their hands in their pants all the time. Right. And you think about little kids and everything. exactly. But so that then all of my early masturbation, then you're in college and it's like, you're just quiet. I was, and I was always so self-conscious about people hearing me possibly. Wow. Yeah. So we really were the opposite. Opposite. I mean, that makes really astrological sense. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. 100%. No, 100%. Yeah. So I had to work to like temper it. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like when I'm vocal now, it's because it's legitimate. That's awesome. It's yes. Not just because mine too. Like, That's how mine developed. Right. And it was like by meeting my master and yes. also like my dirty talk developed that way. And so it felt very organic. And now I have no idea. Isn't good sex so healing? Like I feel like it's so It's just healing it, it just feels sex. delicious. It feels like magic. The, right? I feel like sex and creativity and I also do believe no, that 100%. sex is a form of creativity. So like yes. when I'm writing, when I'm creating stuff and when I'm having sex and I'm like in tune. Sex is a form of creativity. It's magic. It literally yeah. creates it's children. the most creative act. Yes. And so I feel like those things are all linked for me and I noticed mm-hmm. in my own life like when I started to unlock everything like <laughs> Starting with my throat chakra, but but really it all did start with me learning to breathe with me just like letting my belly get big and Mm -hmm. learning to to breathe deeply and feel my feelings. And And then like, yeah, and everything crumbled and I didn't know, you know, I grew up on a farm with a very kind of Midwestern style family where it's like, we love each other, but you know. We don't talk about anything just, or like deep level. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's like we talk level. about the happy things yeah. and, uh, and I've sort I of, that's how a lot of people are to a be lot honest. Of, yes. And that's why I'm just like, if we have a space where the invitation is there to talk about it, people talk about stuff. And you know, me. I was lucky to grow up in a home like that where like, it's funny because I feel like me and my fiance come from two very different backgrounds. Like he comes from a home where it is more about the positive, happy stuff. Yeah. And that's not anything wrong with that. But like in my family, Sometimes it would be like, you know, shuffled under the rug if anything was like totally. negative. And totally. That's what a lot of people do. But in my family, we're the opposite where it's like, if we don't like something, we're talking to you about it. And we're not just talking to you about it. We're crying about it or we're yelling about it. And we're having an overemphasis of feeling. Ah, uh, yeah. So with me and my fiance and with Garrett, like we try to like find a happy medium between that. Yeah. You know? That's but great. But I feel like, yeah, good sex is totally healing in that aspect. Like it helps you, it opens you up to other aspects of yourself. And I feel like it's a more like true, raw nature of yourself because it's so like animalistic and so instinctual. It's just like so delicious. I love it. <laughs> I love good sex. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Did you always talk about sex with your partners? Like, or ha- do you do that now? Do you guys have explicit <gasps> conversations about your sex life or is it just... Yeah. I mean, like, we always talk about how great it is mm-hmm. and how like specifically amazing it is. Do you, is. like, outline the things you liked from different uh, sessions? I mean, I feel like we've been together for four years. So when we were in the beginning of a relationship, we were a lot more adventurous with where we had sex. And now it's gotten a lot more, we'll have sex at night, like, right before we go to sleep. And it's not necessarily, like, different from the night before but mm-hmm. somehow it's still better from the night before every mm. time we do it maybe it's just because like we know how to connect with each other on like that level that it just makes it feel better than the night before yeah i don't know but we don't we don't necessarily talk about specifics it's just like damn babe that was really fucking good <laughs> like, like that's that. magical like i love the way you like just pounded me just like that like i fucking love that that's great like i remember one of the sessions that we had back in the beginning of our relationship I would say or like early on in our relationship I literally said like holy fuck everyone needs to experience this like yeah. I want my best friend to experience this like I want I just, Alicia to experience yeah. this. this is amazing 
I really do sex. want everyone in my life, everyone who wants it. I just want you to have good sex. Yes. Like I want you to, f- I, I want to f- help us practice the tools of talking about it that might, that may or may not help 100%. us get there. Have you heard of The Sexual Blueprint by Jaya? I don't remember her last I've heard of it, but I'm not terribly familiar with it. So she talks about The Sexual Blueprint. I can bring it up. Yeah. About it because I feel like I've brought this up to a lot of my friends and it helped them explore their sexuality as well. So there's like five erotic blueprints and it's basically supposed to help see where you land. So because if you know what your sexual blueprint is, you can talk about it and you can have a partner that can meet you at that level because we all have different blueprints or maybe you have the same blueprint as your partner. But even if it's different, you can still find a way to satisfy your partner on their level and they can find ways to satisfy you on your level, like how you receive sex. and how cool. you sex. Yeah, it's really That's amazing. What's her name? Jaya. Will J- you spell that? J-A-Y-J-A-I-Y. Y A Jaya. Great. So I actually heard about her through a Tony Robbins podcast, and you can probably link it in the show notes too. Yeah. And people can take the quiz because I, I actually haven't been show making show notes. Oh, I just haven't been okay. doing it because most people are anonymous. But I guess I could start doing that. So there's five types, and the first one is energetic. And this is the type that is turned on from not being touched as much, and it's more from anticipation, mm. tease, and lots of space. So Yeah, I'll just keep going. So the second blueprint is sensual. And these people are turned on by lots of touch, smell, aesthetics. Yeah, Taurus. Totally me. Aesthetics, beauty, and closeness. They just want their bodies next to each other. You're like, I'm just putting naked on anybody. Are you you be naked with me? Let's let's curl up. Yeah. (laughs) The third is sexual. And this is the type that our culture often hails as the standard. And it's it's what men expect are expected to be as well. So it's very simple blueprint. They're turned on by nudity or arousal, penetration, climax, and all the physical aspects of sexuality. Okay, I like those two. Though. Yeah, but you can be a mix of these blueprints yeah. too. So when you take the test, like it'll tell you your top Oh, cool. Two, or it'll rank it for you. So yeah, it'll let you know what you are. The fourth is kinky, which is all about turn-ons that are taboo. Not necessarily Fifty Shades of Grey kinky, but always with a hint of naughtiness. Mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm. probably fall in that too as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then you have shapeshifter. They want everything that I just mentioned all the time. And they are often judged for being way too much at times in their lifetimes. Mm. But they are the most erotically sophisticated because they want it all. They can handle it all. And they can take it for hours. Mm. And they know how to match their sexual energy or their sexual blueprint to match their partners. So it's very interesting because I'm actually – my first dominant blueprint is shapeshifter. And my second is energetic. And my third is kinky. My fiancé – First is energetic, and his second is kinky. So we are very sexually compatible with That's one great. another. But like knowing that he's energetic, like I like building anticipation for him. Yes. I like making him like I try to surprise him with sex too, and it's, it's to not get us like in a rut with things. Great. But you know, you try to like what? Things. Like what kinds of surprises? Um, like maybe I'll put on lingerie one night, or maybe I'll just like we're watching TV and I'll just start giving him head out of nowhere. Mm. You know, instead of just like waiting till we're in the bedroom and like okay, now we're gonna have sex. It's like no, let's start the sex early on in the day instead of just like in our usual routine. Love that. Do you have Do you have any ideas for surprises that you want to do that you haven't done yet? Hmm. Or do you want to brainstorm? Yeah, let's brainstorm some. Because also he's I mean, energetic. I feel like just like starting things at the beginning of the day, like as soon as he leaves for work and then just sending him a text message. Yes. It's like a sneaky picture. Yes. <sighs> we used to send nudes or I used to send him nudes all the time in the beginning of a relationship and like he loved that shit. And I haven't done that in the longest time, but I need to start if doing it. If only that you had a bunch of nudes oh, to if send. Only. If only. you had a bunch of nudes to, to trickle out <laughs> throughout the day. I know I have to start doing that. So yeah, like because he's energetic, he likes the anticipation. He likes the excitement. So I'll try to do things like that to like get him turned mm. on. And me being a shapeshifter, I literally want sex 
from him all the time. Like, I honestly feel like I'm more – he will say no, but I feel like I'm more sexual in terms of, like, of me wanting it more than he does because I'm always wanting his dick, like, all the time. Like, I literally always tell him, like, I want your dick. Can you like, put into words <laughs> – like, baby, I'm horny. He's like, I, I know, babe, what's new? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I know, for the yeah. rest of forever. Can you put into words for us what that feels like? Like, in your body? Like, what does it feel okay, like so to be? You know, because you talked about that in the – I'm sorry, I just hit it. You Fine. talked about that in another podcast about what it feels like. So I started being more mindful about it because I was just like, I'm horny. I just do it. But I noticed that if I do <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. <laughs> If I don't have it, like, for example, I was in Hawaii this past weekend, so I couldn't have sex. And then part of that was on my period. And we actually don't really oh, have sex Oh, he wasn't with period. you. No, it was just oh. me. So it was like about a week of not having sex. And we're pretty oh. regular with how much we have sex. I'd say it's pretty much a daily thing, if not, like, minimum five times a week. Mm-hmm. Minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, so me not having it for a while, like, I could really feel it, like, in my vagina or like down there or like yeah. it feels almost like a pulsing like I want it and that's probably just yes. like blood rushing down yes. there it's just like, like the, the actual yeah. turn on of like hi, hi yeah hi hi I want you exactly yeah so like I'll feel it down there I'll get like really wet my nipples will get hard and I just feel like and I can tell when I had really good sex too is like after I'm done with the session like my face is flush mm. like that just means that like I came a lot and it's amazing. And I can come a lot in a, I was just going to say, come a, how much can you, how much can you come? I have never Not like, counted, yeah, okay. but I can pretty much come within like a minute. Like I can come really quickly. It's kind of like crazy. That's amazing. That's what I was talking to a lot of my friends too. And, and I have a lot of friends that say they can't come with like just penetration. Like a they'll of, need to I have I think only like 30% of women can. It, yeah. it depends on how you're shaped. But how do you come? Um, like my vagina will just start pulsing or, and I can squirt too. It really just depends. I can really, if G is hitting like a certain, G is hitting my G spot. (laughs) Definitely a G spot. Yes, exactly. I can pretty much like squirt, like if he's hitting it the right way, like a lot. Do you orgasm when you squirt? Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Always? 100%. Really? Okay. Yeah, I want to say like... That's not, not the case for everybody. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I feel like every time that I squirt, it's like a huge orgasm. Oh, wow. For me, for me sometimes and sometimes not. Like oh, it's crazy. Yeah, I've it's had just like big, after effects? Um, no, sometimes it's not even wow. related to an orgasm. Like I can squirt without having an orgasm yet. That's crazy. Yeah. I've yeah. Never had that and before. I've also had like really intense like uh because there's a motion that my master does to like get me to squirt yes. like I'm like being squirted. So, so does and <laughs> and so and so he can make it like like squirt into his hand and then a couple of times that has turned into like an insane orgasm yes. but that's usually for me only after like a fair amount of uh, warm up time and denial. Interesting. Because I can't come a lot, a lot. Like I think the most I've ever come was maybe ten times in a in like a seven hour and session. And I feel like that's normal. Yeah. yeah no. Totally. Totally. Because totally. totally my body, it takes a long time to warm up, mm-hmm. and then it takes a certain. And it depends on the day because it's always moving around because it's a body, mm-hmm. um, not moving around, but changing its <laughs> yeah, mind. Changing. Exactly. Yeah, I guess it is moving around. Is the moving. cells are moving. You know, <laughs> yeah, my my electrons are spinning. Exactly. Um, and so it just depends on the day and the yeah. time and the and and if I have a massive orgasm, then I typically get really really sensitive for a little bit. So I oh, need I have some wow. regeneration period where I like can't be touched too much. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, See, I'm like ready to go. Yeah. Again. I'm well, like, there are go. certain there are certain exceptions yes. because some days I can keep going and I need more and I need it yes. harder or like faster or whatever. Yeah. So it's just I think one of my favorite things about getting more comfortable with my sexuality is just like 
being able to explore all the different versions of my body, mm-hmm. which before I thought it was like one thing and I just didn't know what the thing was yet. Yeah. And so anyway. No, it changes every day and with your mood. And- so you can orgasm from penetration. Mm-hmm. Also external stuff. Like if he goes down on you, do if you If he goes orgasm? down on me for sure. Yeah. Like I can come really easily if he's like going down on me, but I feel like I come easier when he's actually inside of me than him Mm. giving me head, which is usually the opposite with a lot of people from what, at least my friends that I talk to, like they come more with head when their significant other is giving them head. And I do come too, but I feel like it's way more intense when he's like actually inside me. Why do you think that is? Is it, is it like the inside? No, it's okay. Is it like the inside part that gets you off or do you need more clitoral stimulation or is it a mixture? It's It's, it's a mixture of both, to be honest. Like we were actually having sex last night and he was like eating me out and like using his fingers to like do the thing going and Mm -hmm. I literally squirted it like all in his mouth and it was like (laughs) so good though (laughs) amazing after we did I was like that's the shit I'm talking about baby like when I say use your fingers exactly and how so he had two fingers inside like middle no cool I want to say it was like I mean these two it's hard hard to tell sometimes the two middle I'll ask him when we go how do you do that babe (laughs) because this finger what what is happening down there I don't know what it is, but I like it. It's great. But like, even when he's like fucking me from behind too, like I'll play with myself while he's like fucking Love me that. from behind. Or well, our favorite position is honestly like we'll have a pillow down and I'll be boosted on the pillow. Yeah. And he'll be like on top of me with that pillow and I can just like pay, play with myself while he's oh. like fucking me from on top. Oh, that's it, great. Like, it's all the spots. It's so good. That is great. It's magical. Do you come from like nipples or earlobes or neck stuff or anything Mm-mm, like that? Just no, my okay. vagina. Okay. I was listening to other people too who can come like in those other ways. Magic? And I'm so jealous. I'm I like, know. how do you do that? I, I want to learn. I know. <laughs> I know. There's so many things that I want to experience and some of them just won't be for me and that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> that's the part of me that I'm like, oh, I hope multiple lives are a thing. You right? Oh, a hundred percent. Can't wait to reincarnate in a new body. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it'll feel different. I don't know. Who knows? Um, so, okay. I would like to know if you've ever had butt sex. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So I have not. Okay. So I told my fiance that when he had butt sex with me that I'm like, you have to marry me now because that's the husband <laughs> hole. Like 100%. I have never heard that before. It's like the husband hole. Like you need a. Like, Was he like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, no, he was totally fine with it. Like, I'm crazy wild. Like, I told him, like, three months into us dating, I was like, I'm going to marry you one day. Like, this really? is how it's going to be. He was like, just like, okay. He was like, okay, got you. Like, I knew it would happen in the time. I mean, like, we just got engaged this past June and July. So it's Congratulations. There. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no need to be hasty also. Yeah, exactly. You know. That's coming from a Taurus that's perfect yeah but <laughs> slow and steady I mean, one step at a time my rising my Pisces moon like he's shy he's very yeah. steady and he's very deliberate in his actions so of course he wants to make sure the timing is right and perfect so oh, it, yeah. it was from the time I told him and from the time we had butt sex I mean there's a lot of time that passed until he like actually proposed to me but I knew I'd marry him like once we started dating so yeah. I was like you can have my husband hole I guess that's great and the reason why I gave him my husband hole is because Actually, if you read my blog, I talk about my experience with HPV and how I like managed to heal that myself. Mm. But after I had my LEAP procedure, I wasn't allowed to have sex for like a month, if not more oh, than yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
because it's very invasive. It literally cuts off a part of your cervix. Will you talk about that for people who maybe don't know? 100%. So when you have HPV, usually the doctors will recommend a surgery called the LEAP procedure where they literally cut off with a laser a part of your cervix. They basically cut off the infected cells. It's super invasive, very invasive. So you go through a healing process after the procedure is done. You usually can't have any kind of penetration, no tampons, nothing up there. For about a month, maybe two. I can't remember. This was back in 2016. Um, so I was still horny, of course. I still wanted to have sex. My birthday fell in between that time that I had that surgery. So I'm like, oh. I want the D. Like, I want yeah. birthday sex. <laughs> I'm so sexual. <laughs> I just remember that this is happening in the context of a butt sex story. <laughs> And it just like delightfully surprised me. Like that's the wonderful part about my bad memory. Sometimes, like it's a good sometimes oh, yeah, bad sometimes. Yeah. So the first time we did it, yes, we were horny. We were like making out, and he was like, "Can I put it in your butt?" And I was like, "So ask me this every time. Can I put it in your butt?" And I'm like, "Yes, baby, you can put it in my butt." And I'm like, "This is the husband hole. You have to marry me now." He's like, "Baby, I'm aware. Like I got that." <laughs> hundred percent. I know. So I let him do it. I let him have butt sex with me. And that was like, I want to say the first out of like maybe five times that I've had it. I'm still getting used to it. And I think I have to be at least until I get really used to having butt sex. Mm-hmm. And you can give me some tips on having like enjoy Totally it. can. Like, please do. Um, yeah, we've only done it a few times, a handful of times, just because I, I feel like it feels like I'm like pooping almost, mm-hmm. you know, like that's totally. what it feels. But it's so sexual. Like I do get really wet when we actually are doing it. Yep. And it's, like, so primal and raw. Because, yeah. I mean, like, you think about it, like, it's such a – it's, like, so sexy because, like, with regular sex, there's a chance of, like, getting pregnant or something. But with butt sex, no. It's just pure, raw sex. Yes. It's just sexual energy. And I'm, like, I'm about it, but I just have to be in the mood for it. And I have to get used to doing it not drunk or not under the influence mm-hmm. of anything because I feel like I can only do that when I'm under the influence of something. So I'm more relaxed yeah. about it. You know? I will say I think it's very mental. I part 100%. of part of the reason that I love it is because it it does sort of like <laughs> challenge my this the side of myself that has been on this kind of like meditative journey for Gemini, a couple of years. You're Mercury and Gemini, so like 100 yeah. percent, I can believe that it is it's, mental. It's 100%. it's mental, and it but it's about finding the relaxation in my body. Yes, and for me, I think it's also related to I also started enjoying it in the context of being a submissive. Mm. But I don't think you need to be submissive to enjoy it. Like I don't think you need to identify as a submissive person to enjoy it. But I think the thing that I love is it is total surrender to my body and allowing myself to feel what I'm actually feeling. Yeah. So for the first nine months that I was doing it, like I was slightly uncomfortable. It feels scary because you're like, am I pooping? Yeah. Like, or like, is a bunch of shit going to come out? Exactly. Like, is it going to pull out his dick and then it's like, okay, there's shit on there. And... (laughs) I that's happened sometimes like sometimes it's a little bit messy depending on like the time of day and what I've had to eat and how much coffee there is and whatever but you know or like yeah (laughs) Yeah. and and for the I would say that's such a small fraction of a percentage of the time such a small fraction you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. such a small amount such a small percentage of the time is it that words (laughs) super good words what 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 words And I would say that is such a small fraction of the time that it yeah. actually comes out poopy. Yeah. But also, if you're having sex with someone that's going to judge you yeah. for 
possible fecal matter during butt sex. Like, fuck that yeah, person. That person true. does not deserve to be fucking you yeah, at all, in my opinion. It's more of a personal thing. Just yeah. like, no, sure and I, I and I feel that too. But yeah. once I had reassurance from my partner, that was like, well, why would you be embarrassed? You don't need to be embarrassed. I mean, like, like oh, yeah. if it's messy, I will clean you up. And yeah, like we have wipes nearby, and yeah. so it's like, yeah, there is that sweetness to it, yeah, and. Like to get away from the sweet part too. Like I love just being manhandled because I yes. just I feel very animalistic, and it's a time where it's I can sweet. just completely yeah I can just give in. And when I have had asgasms, they are the deepest orgasm. Can you I've talk had. about that because I've never had an orgasm. It's like, just like feel? I can feel it pulsing up my whole body. So your clitoris is the size of a little zucchini yeah. that goes all the way up, and it's like I can feel the whole thing pulsing when I finally do have an orgasm. And and a lot of times um, I can. I'm more likely to come if I'm being stimulated in multiple ways, but I have had a handful of asgasms that are only from anal penetration. And it's after a lot of being edged for me because I'm kind of a tough orgasmer anyway. Yeah. But also the thing I've been enjoying a lot lately is like multiple finger stimulation, like getting, um, what is this called? Fingered with multiple fingers and multiple holes. Yeah. And lately it's just been such a turn on for me. So I love that. Yeah. I want to experience asgasm. So that means I have to have more butt sex. (laughs) For me, it's just a practice and it, because it took me probably about nine months of doing it once every week or two to, to like, to get over my brain. Did you use like a butt plug? Yeah. We played around with butt plugs and there was, I also started working with it. I never did. Only sometimes when I'm like working from home and stuff. Uh, they're, that's supposed to help, right? Like we've talked about that. I think it's. I think it's all about mental stuff. I. I really sense. do because well, it's funny that you say that because the one time that we had like really good butt sex, like I was really drunk and I like. When you're, I was into, very it, you're relaxed. into it, I was very relaxed. Also, using the butt plug, like putting in a butt plug and then masturbating with by myself. Oh, that probably feels so good. It feels so good, and it creates the connection in my brain between like sexual turn on orgasm and butt stuff. I do like having a finger up my ass yep. while we're getting touched. Oh yeah. Like, so there you go. It feels good. So like, that's it does. the I baby need step. To, like, widen that hole. Have you ever wide. worn a butt plug while getting fucked? No. I'm just saying you might want to try it. Okay. I'm going to put that again. <laughs> <laughs> we know what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. So I would like to go into some other maybe experiences or like best Sure. Stories, worst stories, things you love, things you hate, any turn-ons that we haven't gotten to, turn-offs that we haven't hit. Turn-offs. Um, it's very interesting, I feel like, just how I got to this point because, like, my past relationship, I'm a very sexual person, but prior to this point, like, as you can see, like, I, can, I know. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> I'm a very sexual person, but in my past relationship, there's a time where I, like, literally was not having sex. Really? Like, I just felt like. Why? I felt like my vagina was dead and I was just like mm. not wanting to have sex with my partner at the time. And I feel like, like you said, anal is a very mental thing. Sex, especially as a female, is a very mental thing too. Mm-hmm. And Esther Perel actually talks about it. She talks about how sex is an act of surrender and mm-hmm. you need to have a partner that can hold you in that space of surrender yeah. and that can and has the strength to hold you in that space of surrender. So when a woman comes, it's like she's releasing everything. And yes. I felt like my partner at that time couldn't hold me in that sense. So I was seeking that from other people. Mm-hmm. And so I went from having like basically no sex with from my previous relationship to having sex all the time. And it's fucking amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like I got full body tingles just Ooh, now. Yay. But really, congratulations because I wonder how many people in the world do walk around 
just being just Sex knowing life. they're turned off. You know, and it's crazy that you mentioned that too because Prior to me breaking up with my boyfriend where we weren't having sex, I told my mom this. And my mom started crying when I told her, I was like, we haven't had sex in like maybe a month or two. And she's like, you're too young to be going through this. Like, she's like, that's the one way that you can connect with your partner. And if you're not having that, like, then why are you guys together? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I didn't want to leave someone who was great and nice. But the thing is, you can have the whole package. You just have to. Yes. You just have to be available for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I went from having basically no sex to having sex all the time. But in between that time of me finding my fiance, um, I went through a phase of like experimenting with other people and other partners, figuring out what I wanted, what I don't, what I what I wanted, what I did want, what I didn't want. And yeah, it was very, it's a very interesting, fascinating What was time. that experimentation like? Like, what did it look um, like? Like, were you on dating apps yeah. or were you like just like, what, what was it like? I went out to the club a lot. <laughs> really? Wait. <laughs> so you were like playing around with experimenting with different partnership, like it, finding them in a club? Not necessarily, but like <gasps> one of the <laughs> That, for me, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> you're like, Pisces Luna, what? Not necessarily. I mean, one of the guys I hooked up with, he was... um he was like CEO of like the nightlife of OC. So he oh. was like one of the people that I like was attracted to. Actually, this other guy that I met too, he, I did meet him at a club as well. I mean, <laughs> I'm not here to judge it. I just don't think I would be able to do that because I experienced like a very large shutdown mm-hmm. just like, cause I'm like. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was like dating apps too. Like I would use Bumble, but I actually never hooked up with anyone that I met through Bumble. Oh wow. Um, a lot of the people that I did end up meeting or hooking up with was like at parties like I'd meet them through a party mm. through a mutual friend or we like met somewhere at a night out talked for a little while we decided to hook that's up. great so that's a great way to meet people right? well, it's kind of old-fashioned <laughs> going out and meeting Betty, people like, Betty and Joe are having a party you want to come on <laughs> exactly. down we're gonna play checkers there'll be drinks oh he's cute let's talk yeah like, I mean that's happened. great though but it was so interesting because during that phase I went from having like a partner like my last boyfriend he was very I don't want to say submissive like it was a bad thing, but for me, when I have a male partner, I want someone that can hold me, that can, you know, makes me feel secure, that can, like, has a bit bit of masculine power to, like, not necessarily tell me how things are done, but they have power. They have some sort of masculine power about them, and I didn't feel like I got that from my yeah. last well, I also don't want to feel like I have to be in charge of, I don't want to, I don't want to be the mommy. And that's what I was doing. That's, I, was I mean, that's mommy. the main thing. It's like, there's a mommy. difference. It's not that we all want to be abused. I do. I'm kinky. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that every woman wants that, but like when we're looking for masculine energy, we don't, I think we are in a kind of crisis of uh male. Yeah. What is it called? Um, Look toxic up masculinity. But like, what's it called? Role model. Yeah. Like we're in a crisis where we don't have a lot of good male role models to 100%. look up to. 100%. And part of that is that, like, we're getting shitty messaging yes. in our content. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> so I think it's really important. But yeah. yeah. And so it's finding people that are in touch with their emotions that yeah. can be all the things that are masculine. Yes, exactly. So I feel like I was playing mommy with him, which is probably why I was actually, it was a big reason why we weren't having sex. It's because I don't want to fuck, like, you don't want, you're not turned on by your child. Like, I don't want to fuck my child. Especially if the child is a whiny toddler. Yes, exactly. Like, I wasn't down for that. So the guys that I was looking for after my partner, like, they were CEOs of companies. They were, like, very established in their business. They were very, there are a lot, there's a lot of older men that I talked to, too, Mm. because they were, like, established. How old? I think the oldest guy that I hooked up with was, like, 35. Oh, okay. I'm not old. But this is, like, when I was 23. So that was kind of a big gap for me. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
For me, I'm sort of like, like no, that wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fine. I mean, my my paradigm really did shift when I got with my master, who I'm 30 now, and mm-hmm. he is now 54. We're oh wow. I'm seeing I'm seeing him again ish. If you get like he doesn't like the yo yo of the relationship announcements, but also like nobody knows his name. Yeah. Uh, I'm casually seeing him again sometimes. So he is my master. Ooh. We broke up for a minute three times. So. What? <laughs> Side note to our listeners, my master and I broke up a fourth time, so I think we're done done this time. Oh yeah, we've been it's been a yo-yo year, but yo-yo year. <laughs> it's been a yo-yo year. But it's I mean that's that's the thing about also dating older married people yeah. who have families. Yeah. Like which even if though it's okay in his agreement, it's like the relationship, a lot of things about it don't work for yeah. me. So that makes sense. You know. But that's I'm just crazy. like, oh yeah, fifty, that's fine. Yeah, no. How do you like having sex with like a fifty year old man? I bet it's like doesn't make a difference to me. I mean, in terms... You don't think he has more experience or more like... Well, he does because he, like, is obsessed with being a dom and, like, loves it. And so he and always has new ideas. Yeah. And so I actually love that he knows what he's doing. He introduced me to all of the stuff. Like, if I had been with somebody less ethical, I would have been in kind of scary trouble probably yeah. but uh i got a person that like loved to show me all the things i love that yeah and so we so we have a good good compatibility in that way um i know that i don't know i mean he's also not particularly wrinkly or anything like he's in pretty good shape so like, i don't but but i also don't like i don't feel like i would have a problem if someone was wrinkly like i've been with people of all shapes, shapes and, and sizes, sizes yeah. colors and creeds so yeah. it's like maybe not all creeds like i'm not with like bad shitty people <laughs> There's some creeds that I like haven't been with, just to clarify. <laughs> but but I've been with a wide variety of different bodies. Yeah. And I would say that for me, the most important thing is just making sure that there's sexual energy that is compatible. Yeah, 100%. So, I love that. Yeah. But I think I'm also the type of person where I'm like, if I feel connected to you, I can just like, I don't know. I think I have a more visually Morpheus brain than most people I've met. Yeah. I don't know. So, Pisces moon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're so astrological. I love it. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. So, any other, like, stories in those dating things? Like, did you ever have any crazy situations? Any scenarios that, like, like crazy places you had sex? More versions of people watching you have sex that you didn't know about at the time? Crazy places that I've had sex. Um, or, I mean, not necessarily that, but just, like, anything I that... Think. I feel like I was a lot more adventurous when I was younger. Like, now that I've been with my fiancé for so long, we really don't have as much adventurous sex, which I'm fine with. Like, it's still amazing all the time. It's just, like, you won't necessarily see us fucking in the car like we used to. <laughs> you know when you have a bed, it's like, I fuck in the car. You got a bed at home. Like, it's a nice bed. Um, <laughs> let's see. Public places? I can't really think of, like, any crazy, crazy places right now. I mean... Did you have any... Did you ever have any bad experiences that stand out to you? Not necessarily. <laughs> Congratulations. Actually. Like, I mean, like, because with me, like, I make sex. Yes, it's two partners, but I always make sure, like, I enjoy it to the fullest extent. So I will make sure that I come. I will make sure that, like, the sex is the way I How do you to. make sure if someone is, like, very mediocre? I've never had a mediocre partner, though. That's amazing. Like. <laughs> That's great. Like, I feel like I haven't had a mediocre partner. Okay, one of the... I had sex at Coachella. Great. Oh, Where? <laughs> it was actually in the campgrounds. Like, okay. We met... Oh, my God. This is so bad. We actually met that night. 
Why is that bad? I mean, it was like literally like a one night stand kind of thing. Like, Are you against one night stands? Not at all. It's just like the it's the cliche version of Coachella. Like, oh, you probably like met at Coachella and hooked up. It's like, yeah, that's legit. What happened? Like, we I met mean, at Coachella. And things up. happen. So we met that night, and we actually hooked up um, at the camp at the campgrounds. He had a cousin. My friend was hooking up with his cousin in the truck right next to us. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and we were like fucking on the floor of the fields, like right under. Do you have a blanket? And then we had a blanket. Oh, okay. Us. Okay. But like under the open sky? It was dark, but yes, yeah, it was pretty much on the open sky. I think Until that's we cool. moved into like the tent and then like, I'm horny. I want to fuck. Let's yeah. do it. Like, you're nice. We talked. We had a heart to heart. Like, that's great. Let's have fun. It was a good time. That was one of the experiences. The other experience was that was this guy that I, like, met at a club, and mm-hmm. he was, like, the CEO of this, like, promotion company in Orange County. I remember when I saw him that night, I turned to my friend, and I was like, I want him. I'm going to get him tonight. And he's like, are you serious? I was like, hell yeah. So that whole night, like, we started talking, and, like, I grabbed him, and we started talking, and he's like, yeah, well, I'm kind of talking to someone right now. And I was like, me too. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I can't really argue with that. So that night, like, we went back to his room or back to his house. And, like, all the way up the stairs, he was, like, smacking my ass. And I was like, oh, okay. And then we got back to the bedroom. And then he, like, smacked my ass, like, while we were fucking. And that's when I realized, like, I really like having my ass slapped. And but you like, guys didn't talk about it? But we didn't talk about How it. How do you feel about that? Now that, that you mention that it. That tweaks me a little bit. But, but I also understand that I'm prefer. I also understand that I prefer more explicit communication than probably most people, but I'm also just like. I think if I didn't like it, of course, he would be, he would stop. Yeah. But I was totally turned on by it. Great, great. So So you feel pretty, it it sounds like you feel pretty secure in your ability to communicate your needs. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Like if he was being too rough, I'd be like, no, please stop. I just like to pull those things apart for people because I think sometimes they just fly past us. And I know that I spent so many years just being like, oh, okay, that's the way. Oh, but were you? And so I think knowing the emotional state behind it is really useful. No, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, we we didn't talk about it prior. That's when I realized I really liked having my ass labs and my hair pulled. And um, we had amazing sex that night too. Well, it sounds like you were giving probably physical cues that were like yes this is okay yes. continue you know? oh yeah I mean I was the one that went up to him and I was like hey I yeah. want you yeah oh you're talking to someone me too and I'm not exclusive <laughs> and I'm not in a relationship and my whole thing was while I was going through my single phase it's like if I don't have a boyfriend then I'm free to do whatever I want yeah. like until I commit to you and say like oh we're boyfriend and girlfriend then this is what it is and that's what happened great <laughs> and that's the tea but yes. <laughs> It was a good time. Love. My, I, yeah, my, my single phase was definitely a phase of exploration and figuring out what I liked, what I didn't like, what I found sexy, what I didn't find sexy. So I'm super grateful for that time. So happy I'm in like a relationship now where I could turn that more into a space of love and acceptance and gentleness. You know what I mean? Because I feel like while I was going through that single phase, it was just raw sex, raw sexuality. And then it turned into like, no. I love you. And it's not just sex to have sex. It's because we care about each other. And I'm going to nurture your needs and you're going to nurture my needs. So it's more of like an exchange, I feel mm-hmm. like, of mm-hmm. good energy rather than just like raw, passionate energy, which isn't bad either. Yeah. But it's just different. Yeah. And I like the different. Totally. You know? Yeah. 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 
I also feel like when you have feelings mixed in, it allows a relationship to go many different places 100%. over the course of the next 100%. X many years. Yeah. And I th- I think that's what I realized too, is that there's beauty in those like one night stands, yeah. you know, having, having those like hookups that you'll never see again, or yeah. that you may just hook up with for a few times and then never talk to again. But there's also beauty in having like a partnership that's been cultivated and nourished over time and being able to connect on that deep level to where it's just like, a deeper expression of your love, you know? Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love what a natural sex fiend you are. I'm such a sex fiend. I feel like you really are <laughs> like the best sex. sort of just like, <sighs> like, like let's talk about it. Scorpio rising baby. Let's do it. Do you talk about sex with your clients when you're working with people at all? You know, I do, but it's not a main focus of yeah. my coaching. Yeah. I'd love it to just be. as it comes up. It ha- yeah. As it comes okay. up. Like if we talk about I would more so talk to my friends about it because mm-hmm. they would ask me for sex advice. Mm. Now, my clients that I have, they haven't really asked me for sex advice or like help with their sex life. Right, so right, it doesn't right. really come up. But with my friends, I'm like, yeah, you should try this. You should do this. Like Take what? your erotic blueprint. Like the erotic blueprint. Great. Okay. Oh, another person that you can learn so much from in terms of the bedroom. I don't know if you heard about her. Layla Martin. Have you heard about Layla Martin? No. Guys, check her out Layla on Martin. YouTube. How do you spell Layla? Layla Martin. L-E-Y-L-A-Y-L-A. L-A-Y-L-A. Layla Martin. Yes. So she teaches you like all these beautiful things about sex and like yoni massages and like how to have a guy give you a yoni massage and how to give your guy like really good like hand jobs and blow jobs. And how Amazing. To- she teaches tantric. That's what she teaches Great. too. So you can learn tantric on YouTube. So I've like brought some of her practices and her lessons into our bedroom. And I feel like it's really helped our sex life. Amazing. And she even talks about sacred masturbation. And ugh, sacred masturbation is What is so sacred masturbation? Amazing. Isn't all masturbation kind of sacred? I mean. Or is it just being more intentional? Well, she, she describes it as like the vibrator kind of being the quick fix. But sacred masturbation is taking the time to learn your body, to connect with your body. I think I have some problems with that language. But okay. I, get, I get the okay. vibe. Okay. Well, I just, I don't like the idea that like, if you're not doing it this very oh, yeah. specific sexual way, then it's not as good. Yeah. Like I actually, I think that's, I get where the intention is yeah. and I think it can be miscommunicated. Like yeah. just as a person who misunderstands things so often and is like, I'm trying to manifest stuff and it doesn't work, then it must be broken and this Aww. this isn't for me. Yeah. You know, so I'm always just like kind of on guard for like, wait. Yeah, like how? So I think the way like she says it, it's because like with a mass with um, a masturbator with a vibrator. (laughs) I like the term with a vibrator, and I I love my vibrator. Like I use it often. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's a it is for me. It is a quick fix. So you just turn it on, put it down there, and you're like, I came. Mm. But with sacred masturbation, you take the time to you know light some candles, get yourself in the mood, make yourself feel sexy, like really take the time to explore your body. So when I tried her like sacred masturbation rituals, like I thought the only way that I could come really well like explosively was with my fiance, mm-hmm. but after I tried her sacred masturbation tips and I did it on myself, I was like holy shit, like my face is flushed because of me. Yeah. Not because of my fiance, which is all great. Yeah. It's like, oh, I did that. I like that. <laughs> Did you discover any things that you didn't already know about yourself? It sounds like maybe. And if so, can you remember what they were? Um, I realized that I think that's when I realized like I really do get turned on by having a finger up my butt because like Garrick would do that to me while we were fucking. Mm-hmm. And I was like fine with it because he's like doing it. Mm-hmm. But when I did it myself, I was like, yes, like this is phenomenal. Like I would come with having my finger 
in my butthole without so having like, to do it. Which, what hand? I use this hand. Right. Your right hand. Mm-hmm. Right hand up your butt. Yeah. I'm left hand up my like, butt. Are you yeah. left-handed or right-handed? I'm right-handed. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then your left hand. Like you or can left-handed masturbate? Wait, you can yeah, non. No, you're right. It's my left hand. Because I can't. Yeah, I, I can't. can't do that. I can't non-dominant like, hand like masturbate. I can't do it. <laughs> My master was masturbating me. <laughs> Look at that pun there. Last you week. There. Just, not on purpose. It just, that's why I laughed at my own joke. That wasn't actually a joke. He was masturbating me last week and with his left hand a lot. I was like, Are you, you're not left-handed. How are you doing that? Yeah, and I could and I could tell that he was getting tired. I was like, do you want to switch sides? Like, do you want to, like, I'm still horny. Like, I. I was so just, I kept getting turned on and on and on. And I mean, and part of it was that we hadn't seen each other for a couple of months. Like we took a, a break and, yeah. uh, and that was like a post birthday get together. That was probably so nice to see him after like that much time and just being like, it, it ended up being great. Like yeah. I wasn't, I honestly wasn't sure if we were going to see each other. I kind of didn't think we were going to see each other again. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I guess that ran its course. But I think my favorite thing about the sexual partners that I've had in my life is with Maybe two exceptions, I would fuck all of them again. Yeah. And I've slept with maybe 40 people. Not that numbers are important. I don't think numbers are important, you guys. But, like, I just feel like most of the time I'm selecting. Not that I'm terribly careful. I'm just yeah. like, is there a feeling? Do I like this person? Yeah. Is this going to be fun? Is this a good moment? You know? And I feel like I overall I've ended up picking people that are great. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think that's because, like, you know what you like, too? So, like, you're more conscious <laughs> about picking, like, the right partner because you're like, this is what I want. No, because I've only <laughs> been somewhat conscientious about my sexual being for the last couple of years. And it's been my lowest. Like, the last couple of years, I haven't slept with as many new partners, mm-hmm. mostly because of logistical reasons. So, I think earlier on, I have a lot of curiosity and open-mindedness <laughs> that goes a long way. And also... I pick people that I just enjoy as people yeah. to fuck. I love that. And yeah. And so it's been lovely. And a lot of them are friends or become friends or we stay friends or, you know, I don't really, yeah, I don't really have many negative experiences to share there. Yeah. See, same with me. So yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> okay. So we talked about butt stuff. What else do I need to cover? Do you have any fantasies that we haven't gotten to yet? I was thinking about this. I don't know if I have any like, Fantasies per se, I mean, like. What about a simple fantasy? Like, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately is, like, different fancy hotels or destination points that I would just, like, love to go. I would love to just fucking, like, the most. Well, we're going to Tahiti for a honeymoon, so I am ecstatic. Are you going to stay in one of those huts on the water? Yes, and you can That's see my, like the, the fish underneath. through the table. Yes. That's one of my dreams. Oh my god! Oh, there are guys. I'm like oh. excited to like fuck there. So that's a fantasy of mine, and it's about to come true. So I just had a vision of myself like sneaking into your suitcase, and then you like unzipping it, and I just like slink away, yes. but you don't see. Me. I'm like, like breathing underneath your coffee table, and then swimming away again. Bizarre. I'll pack you in my suitcase. All right. It'll be a blast. <laughs> Oh my God, that's going to be so fun. I'm ecstatic. Amazing. Yeah. So I would say like, yeah, just fucking in really beautiful spots. Like we've been to Paris, we've been to Europe, or like Europe in general. We've been to Africa. Amazing. It was really cool. Like when we, he he proposed to me in Africa. Mm. Yeah. It was so romantic. So he, at the giraffe manor, you know, where you can like go like feed the giraffes and like you stay in a hotel where there's like giraffes all around. So he proposed there. Um, But we didn't really fuck after he proposed because we were like sharing a 
room with like his siblings. So the mm-hmm. only time that we really had time to like actually fuck was when we went to the Maasai Mara, which is uh, the safari part of the trip where oh, cool. you like go and you get to see like the big five and you get to like wake up really early in the morning with the animals. But it was so cool because oh, so cool. we woke up really early morning. One of the early, one of the mornings we woke up really early to have sex and like you could just hear like all the birds around and like lions roaring in the distance. I was like, oh, this is like, like everything nature, right nature, now. nature, like, so primal, nature, so animalistic, so primal. I was like, we are in like the spot where everything originated and you're fucking me right now. You just proposed to me like what? is life. Like, oh, that's it's amazing. Glorious. Maybe that's why I don't have too many fantasies because I'm like, you make my dreams come true, honey. Oh, <laughs> I mean, come on. Beautiful. I am extremely, extremely possessive though. Like mm. I hear about Scorpio people, rising. Like, 100% Scorpio rising. Like I hear about people on your podcast that are like, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind if we brought someone in. I'm like, hell no. You look at my man like the wrong way. I'm like, this is my man. Like, <laughs> I'll kill you. Like, no. Like, y'all can watch, but you ain't coming into this. I have a I have a friend who is, she's Scorpio and ha- she's Scorpio son and she has same feelings. And I was talking about, I was like, yeah, and someday I want to have a nude party and did it. And I just meant like people wearing nude colors. Like that is a thing that I'm planning in the future. Like people will wear tan and brown and whatever. Um, and she was like, oh, mm, I am not going to have my man like looking at other people, yeah. like naked people there. And I was like, and it was so funny because in that moment I was just like, Oh, that would be a problem for you because I, it doesn't enter my brain because I'm just like, no, no, it would just be a party where people are naked. That's all. He's like, I don't want him looking at other people like that. Is that how you feel? <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> And you know, it's funny that you mentioned this because like, okay, so I had a threesome before. Uh-huh. It was my first and only threesome that I've had. And the only reason why it worked was because both of them were on me. Uh, I like yeah, the guy. That makes sense. And like earlier in the night, like my the guy and my friend were like making out and I got really mad at her. I was like, you can't make out with him. Like, mm. this is my guy. Like, you're not allowed to do that. Like, I know we're just, we're all friends here, but no, this is mine. The reason uh. why like the threesome works is because he was on me and she, she was, was on me. me. Yeah. So it was totally fine. But they were on each other. I'd be like, hell no, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> that's maybe not the right personality yeah. <laughs> for like polyamorous relationships. Exactly. Like I actually asked my fiance that. I was like, would you ever want to bring someone into our relationship? Like, you know, just like into the bedroom. And he's like, babe, Mm, are you sure you really want that? I was like, absolutely not. I'm just testing you. <laughs> I wanted to see what you'd say. <laughs> I'm listening to this podcast where they always bring people in and they're totally fine with it. And I just wanted to see what you'd say. <laughs> they all seem to be fine with no, it. No, not, not everybody. But I, I mean, I've had a couple of like open people on, but I think that's just the beauty of like, yeah. it's an option. It's yeah. not a necessity. Exactly. And that's, I mean, even for myself, it's like, I think I'm open to it. Certainly, in theory, the reality of my life is like from a practical standpoint, yeah. I'm like exhausted most of the time, which I'm working to shift so that I can have more sex. Like, yeah. that's what I you need to make time for the sex. Come on now. I mean, I'm working, I am working to monetize the podcast and grow it so I can get more advertisers so that I can have more time to have sex for myself. But yeah. also, I want to ha- I want to be like a creator of communities where we yeah. have not necessarily all group stuff, but just like gatherings where you bring your partners and you talk about sex like not necessarily an orgy and then there's a period of time where maybe it could turn into that or some sort of sex party or just I just feel like bringing people together and being more open in those ways yeah Yeah, I think it's just like really fun because I also think it's such a turn on to talk about sex and then go be with your partner yes I'm excited to go home after this I'm so excited (laughs) okay uh to wrap up (laughs) 
If you could go back in time and give yourself a piece of sexual advice, what age would you pick and what would it be? I would tell 15-year-old Raquel, clearly I thought about this, that's why. (laughs) Like when I first lost my virginity because my mom was very sex positive about it. But after I broke up with him, my my first boyfriend, my mom told me like, oh, he didn't deserve your virginity. Mm, And to me in my head, I was like, it's not that big of a deal. Like I don't care about virginity. Like I personally, I'm sorry, mom, but I really don't think virginity should be held up to that standard. I think that's a very old way of looking at it. Yeah. Like it's just – we all have to lose it at some time. And I chose to give it to him. And like, for me, I thought it was right because like, I loved him. I really did want to be with him. Didn't happen to be forever, but I was okay with that. Yeah. And clearly I was okay with that because I started sleeping with other people, even during my single phase after my last relationship. So I would tell 15 year old Raquel that it's okay to not, to not have sex with someone that you're not necessarily going to be with forever. To not have sex? To, to have sex. It's okay to have sex with people that you're not necessarily going to be with forever. Because there was shame around that for me for a little yeah. while. Yeah. Well, I heard the words lose virginity. Yes. Choose. Yes. Give. Yes. And then I also think back to like husband hole. Exactly. And so there is this, I'm hearing an idea mm-hmm. of like. Commitment. Yeah. And, and like, va- but like all this, also there's like value judgments yes. around those things. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Now that you say that. Yeah. I mean, that's just what I, and I think that's very common yeah. in, in our culture. I'm just kind of like reflecting that. Um, where did the idea of the husband hole come from? I don't know. Just because I've never like, oh, because of my virginity. Like I lost my virginity to someone and I gave that away a long time ago. So oh. I'm like, I'm going to give this to someone that I'm going to be with forever then. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Now that you say that, I'm like, oh my God. I mean, that's, <laughs> I have my own versions of these things where I'm like, I'm so open. And then I'm like, oh, I still have stuff. Oh, we've yeah. all got stuff. Oh, okay. yeah. We're all unpacking our stuff and figuring it out. Like, what is this? <laughs> oh. Okay. Do you have any sex questions for me? Um, let's see. Sex questions for you. What is, did you get asked this before? Like, what mm. was your most outrageous sexual experience that you've ever had? I don't think I've gotten asked okay, that. Okay, so what's your most outrageous sexual experience that you've ever had? I, okay, I'm going to interpret outrageous. Okay, yeah. What do you define as outrageous? For me, the most, oh, I don't know if this story is good if I don't say whose house it was in. <laughs> you want me to ask something else? No. Okay. For me, the most outrageous sex I ever had was when I cheated on my boyfriend. Mm. It was a huge pivotal moment in my life and it was a very hot night. There was a fuck ton of tension leading up to that night and I ended up having a threesome with the female bodied person that I was like, later fell in love with, but had not identified my feelings toward them as love feelings at the time. Oh, interesting. I was just like, I'm visiting my new best friend in New York and I'm staying with them and their husband and they're cat sitting for this actress in a fancy, one of the Trump Tower buildings, like, you know, and so we were on a very tall floor with a view of the Manhattan skyline in this relatively famous person's bed. And I was just like, ah, and it, there was so much lead up to it. Like there was so much tension. Yeah. And I had, I was having coffee with another friend in New York earlier that afternoon. And he was like, okay, I'm interrupting again. Tell me if you hate this or if you like the real time updates. The friend I'm referring to is Tony Ruiz, who is now co-producing and head of marketing for Sex Stories podcast. You can follow him at Tony Types. They're going to try to have sex with you tonight. Like you're leaving tomorrow. And I was like, no, like. A, I have a boyfriend. B, I would never do that. C, 
I know I have a boyfriend, but I'm kind of obsessed with this other person. Like I used to be obsessed with someone who I would dream about him like five nights a week for nine months. Yeah, this is a crazy thing. And I felt just insane Uh, because we didn't really ever have a thing. We just were friend acquaintances, but just in my brain. And my friend and their husband, who I ended up sleeping with, were talking to me about him because they knew him too. And it was sort of this thing where it was like that put me into this weird single brain mode and then... We drank two glasses of wine, but my friend fell asleep on the couch and then went to bed. And then their husband was like talking to me. But you know that tension where you're just like, what is happening? And I really love the tension of like, is this going where I think it's going? (laughs) And for me, there was also danger because I was like, there was so much at stake. But by the time he leaned over and kissed me and I was like, what about the wife's name? Uh, And he was like, well, do you want to go be with them? And I was like, yeah and so my brain fell out of my head in a way where like I was not conscious in that moment of having a boyfriend or of like and so that's a thing that I never so to me it's outrageous because of the circumstances because of the lead-up because of it sort of like cracked open the rest of my life so that I'm like doing this sex podcast now like all of it like it led to so many different things and so it was this big turning moment for me where and we only the three of us only had sex together once so that's the closest thing I've had to one my a one night stand, oh. which is hilarious. But also the sex itself was so hot because yes. it was the first time that I was like in a threesome with two people that were very engaged and they were focused on me, but also they were really uh, just very sensual. It was a very sensual experience. Ooh. And it was the first time that I had someone say, oh, if your clitoris is sensitive, like if it's too much, say, ooh. And if it feels perfect and you want more of that, say, ah. And so it was the first time like a partner that. gave me language tools when I was still like really struggling because I was 25 at the time and I was really struggling to just like figure out how to communicate around sex. So yeah. I, I guess that. that's the most outrageous. I love that. I have some other good stories though too. Like I definitely was like fucking a dude in South America on top of a hill overlooking a town. <laughs> like, you know, like I've got some good, I've got some good stuff. I also broke a toilet seat just making out with a dude when I was in Venice and I was 18 and like, I was like hitting on his cousin, but making out with him. And then like, it was a very hilarious, like I we were like that. running in and out of each other's <laughs> hotel rooms. And like my Swedish friend was like, the, it was like a very comedy of errors and then like trying to sneak away from the creepy guy downstairs. So like just, anyway, so. <laughs> I love it. 